Pastor Michael, we can't leave this recording session until we have done a teaser for our Monday, October 30th, Reformation Day Trad Catholic Reaction Extravaganza. Um, on Reformation Day Eve. <laughs> on on the day before. <laughs> 8 p.m. Let me make sure you know that. If you're hearing this and this is coming out before that day, please, this is your chance to sign up for the Patreon. We are giving away a book. Um, a great book on Reformed Worship. Short book. You'll love it. You'll want to share it with others. Um, called Reformed Worship by John T. Rhodes. A guy who I'm convinced is one of the best at introducing the, the central pieces of the Reformed faith to uh, people who aren't familiar with it. So no surprise, he wrote a book on covenants and worship. Everybody, I'm telling you, the old restless definition of what it means to be Reformed we agree with this guy. Never talked to him, but apparently we're on the same page with him. But Pastor Michael, I have two young guys, two young TikTok kind of guys sending me uh, trad Catholic reels. Um, we're not going to use my favorite one tonight, but shout out to you, Dylan. This is apparently one he really wanted a reaction to. I don't know why, uh, as we watch it, uh, Pastor Michael, you'll have to decide how interesting or not it was, but I didn't think it would take us really long to talk about, and so I thought it would make a good thing for this teaser. Uh, this teaser, Pastor Michael, do you know who Padre uh, Pia Pio is? Um, I've heard the name. This is they made a movie out of this guy, oh, right? This yeah, was the this was the Shia LaBeouf movie, right? This was the Shia LaBeouf movie, and and for all. For everyone out there, because I'm convinced everyone listening, like me, and I assume Pastor Michael, did not see that film. Am I correct, Pastor Michael? Oh, no, I have not seen it. <laughs> but I've seen clips from it and memes from it. But we've all seen the one clip from that movie. <laughs> the Everyone's favorite meme clip from that movie where he yells, shut up to someone and say Christ is Lord. It is a biopic of a man named Padre Pio. And um, I mean, this thing is like 10 seconds long. I don't think they read the text, so I will pause it and read the text for those listening to this on audio. Um, so the first, uh, the first thing is Padre Pio was a Catholic priest who miraculously received the stigmata wounds of Christ from 1918 to 1968. He was granted spiritual gifts such as the ability to be in two places at once by location the ability to see visions of jesus the blessed virgin mary angels and even demons who would come beat and harass him the ability to read the consciences of people who came to have their confession heard by him even if they forgot what sins they had committed. God continues his life, even after death, to win countless souls for heaven. Saint Padre Pio, I'm not going to say the line about praying for us, because obviously I don't think he would. So, Pastor Michael, this was a TikTok created in celebration of this man's canonization. Um, this is a pretty tame one for what we will be watching on Reformation Day. <laughs> uh, but any, any quick, any quick takes on the things, uh, the, 
the I'll just say these are pretty wild claims. Yeah, what, what's fascinating about it is almost every single one of these is very commonly claimed by um, charismatic evangelicals today. Um, mm-hmm. So this is when when you find, especially people that are higher up in um, in these circles, um, when you think about, um, you know, uh, what was his name? Was it Bob Jones? Not of Bob Jones University, um, but another Bob Jones. I think that was his name um, who helped, uh, oh. was influential. The Kansas City Prophets, oh, you know, uh, if you're aware of them. And uh-huh. um, so that that group, you know, like this is a guy, like there's a guy who said, I mean, he, he claimed, you know, all the time angels showed up to him every day. Um, he was conversing with angels, saw these images of Christ and these, you know, visions of Christ, obviously, um, because e- charismatic evangelicals, generally speaking, don't talk about the Virgin Mary appearing to them, um, but otherwise everything else, right? Like even like physical signs on your body of, of things that have taken place that have some kind of spiritual meaning um, but- and, and those sorts of things. But am I right that, and maybe I could be wrong, and I just don't know enough about uh, um, charismatics. The stigmata is still; it would be a pretty like like the uh, being believing there was a vision of the Virgin Mary. That's like a pretty that is very Roman Catholic, um, very very specific to to uh, the tradition. But um, but there are many things within the charismatic world that is like that. It's not the same exact thing, but things like that, right? Like, like some kind of physical uh, thing that happened to me that is a spiritual revelation of some kind, right? Um, it's it's more specific in the Roman Catholic tradition. It is it's still, but it, the same kind of thing um, definitely takes place, mm-hmm. and and obviously being able to you know um, being able to. Uh, read people's minds more or less, right? Like being able, knowing things, right? This is something even Mark Driscoll uh, famously claimed at different times to be able to just see, have visions of things that, you know, sins that people committed and things like that. Oh. Um, so that's very common as well. So Pastor Michael, what do you make of this, this, uh, uh, this kind of, of claim? Um, and obviously this is a, this is the kind of claim that um, many, um, that I think is one attractive, but also made by trad trad Catholics because they are attempting to like intensely affirm a supernatural worldview. And that I think it's also a slight condemning of Protestants. Look at when we talk about the saints, uh, your pastor, the people you talk about, right? John Calvin isn't getting up there and saying, I have the stigmata on my body because I have, my union with Christ through the Eucharist is so intense at this point. I literally now physically bleed when I take it. Yep. And I've been multiple places at once and, you know, right. these sorts of things. Yeah. This claim to supernatural power. Um, It's interesting to me. Not, which is not, as you said, is not limited to Roman Catholics. Right. Is the exact way charismatics validate their teaching. Yep. And it- too. Yeah, it, and it's not just that, right? This is the this is the same way that many different um, religious leaders, cult leaders, things like that will. These are things that they will use to try to substantiate what they're teaching as well. Um, and so that this is not uncommon in just world religions. Period. Um, and so I don't know totally what to always make of that, right? Like it's it's actually a very difficult and complicated thing. Um, you know, because I don't disbelieve in miracles. I don't disbelieve in angels. I have a very supernatural worldview. 
Um, but the fact that so many people claim very similar things in so many different traditions and other religions means to me that they cannot be the kind of authoritative way that we make judgments, right? Like they can't be the thing that tells me for sure. So when somebody says, I have this, I had this internal spiritual experience, that's what proves something to me, right? We can say, well, that's exactly what the Mormons say, right? They tell people, hey, go back home, just pray that God would show you the truth. And when you have this experience inside of you, you'll know that Mormonism is true, right? Oh, now all of a sudden, like you have to call that into question. Okay, so just the experience doesn't necessitate that it's true. It doesn't mean that you can't have a true experience that um, isn't just in your head, that is actually even physical, that does confirm to you in some way something that is true, but it cannot be the uh, final authority or the ultimate authority of how you make judgments. And so, um, so that's, that's what's interesting to me is that you see this across, uh, all of humanity really. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'll just say, even in the miracles and the things even talked about with this man, like we are going beyond what any apostle ever, like we have yeah. no scriptural, this does not fall right. There is no, like the idea that, well, the stigmata is an obvious sign from God. Why? Yep. Why? Why is bilocation not some kind of demonic astral plane? And I'm not even claiming yeah. that, but I'm just saying like, these are, th this is a beyond scripture. The verse that I thought of was from Colossians 2, where it says, let no one disqualify you. So Catholics, you can't disqualify me by insisting on asceticism, the worship of angels going yeah. on in detail about visions puffed up by their sensuous mind. If there is something if, if there is a possible example of someone going on about detailed visions and their supernatural experiences beyond all belief and measure, this has to be it. Like, yeah. this has to be what Paul is referring to. Yeah, man, that's good. And um, think about this, too. I mean, if you've been in the world of, you know, Roman Catholic apologetics, or if you just have friends, right? I mean, I have a lot of Roman Catholic friends, um, and, and so I've had these discussions, and and um, one of the things you'll find, if, if you listen to the way that uh, Roman Catholics try to pick away at the very idea of sola scriptura, and one of the ways they do that is they, they try to, to show you that actually um, you can have a pretty radical skepticism about how you know what you're actually reading in scripture, how you know what it says is true. How do you know your interpretation is the true interpretation? We may get there. We may get there. Uh, Monday. Use that same logic. And maybe, so we'll get there on some of this. Use that same logic on this stuff, mm. right? Use that same logic on this stuff. And all of a sudden, it, this means nothing, right? Like this doesn't tell me anything. It doesn't help anything. Mm. Um, even if you just play the same game that they do with us on Sola Scriptura. Yeah. Now, I would like to, Pastor Michael, do you want to learn a little bit more about Padre Pio? How, do you, <laughs> I know that he's just like a wild man, right? Like just a crazy wild man. He's a crazy wild man. Um. I, I do love the meme. Yeah, say, say Christ is Lord. I love that meme. That's so good. Of uh, people were offended by um, uh, Shia LaBeouf's portrayal because he basically portrays him as a mentally ill man. Um, and now again, the 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 shocking thing is like people are like, no, he can't be mentally ill. Like I'm like, dude, if the guy's a if he were a faithful believer and mentally ill, I would be 
okay. Like I, that's not just dis- like going on about visions is disqualifying to me, not being mentally ill. If that, if, if yep. that was something occurring, but he's just a total wild man in his lifetime. He was revoked the ability to give the mass publicly. Now, I don't know if when you're canonized, just the entire incredible life of psychiatric um, analyses that the Vatican required of you, the multiple um, conflicting reports on if your stigmata were legitimate or not uh, by various Vatican doctors. I don't know if we just shelve all that forever and we just say, no, now we're sure about all that. But the like the study, the things I read about him were not a, a, a mean guy like me calling him out. It was like, it was inner Catholic violence, right? It was all them arguing. Yep. Um, and I don't, I literally don't know what to think about any of it. But the thing that it just again confirmed to me, um, and I'm not, and not even a comment about his canonization. It is just a clear sign of how truly diverse beliefs inside Catholicism are. Right, that some people are like this man deserves to be celebrated. This is the like he is, he is like this is the man right leading, um, hundreds and hundreds to Christ, yeah, in his life and after his death as a and as his work as a saint. Other people, this man was a divisive, problematic, um, monk that the Vatican had to deal with in Italy his entire yeah. life, almost like. The church is not as unified as you like to think. And if you'd like to join us Monday for more wildly new hot takes like that from Protestants about Roman Catholicism, we love you. We'd love to have you in the live chat if you are a a Roman Catholic friend, um, because I do think we need to have these conversations if we're going to say in some sense we're all in the visible church, we need to talk about this together, everybody. And to be fair, we're going to do it and we're going to have a good time doing it. So if you have a good sense of humor, we want you there uh, because we have dozens of these to do. We can't do them all. I'll try and pick the good ones, everybody. We will see you Monday, 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 October 30th at 8 p.m. I better create a YouTube link very soon so we can start sharing it around. Join us. Reformation Day Eve party.